She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast with me, your host, Jill Ritchie. So I am buzzing because we have got part two of my interview with Laura Anderson. So if you tuned in last week, guys, um, you'll know that we left it on a wee bit of a cliffhanger. We started to chat about relationships, Laura's past relationships, and um, it gets super juicy. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you all. As well as talking about relationships, um, Laura talks about limiting beliefs, about um, her fear of of getting old and her real attachment to her age, which actually made me feel old because she thought she was old at 31. I'm like, God, I'm 41 next month. Um, But it was her attachment to her belief of being old and being in the public eye at the age of 31. Um, She, yeah, so she talked openly about that and she talks about in this episode about her best parts of being in the public eye and her worst parts of being in the public eye. So let's go straight in and pick up where we left off last week. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. I am single and God, if I knew like the secret of just like a happy no I know that I feel like I know the secret to a happy relationship but I just isn't it mad how just in the world there's so many people that just want to be in a loving relationship and they're not and for me my relationships over the years have massively molded who I am you know because I've probably have jumped from one to another for many years you know since I was really young I've always been quite a I thought it was good to be a relationship girl you know I've never really can I say that's like shagged about (laughs) can I say that you can because I always remember a funny a funny episode in Love Island when you called um was it Megan a slag I called her a slag (laughs) I know whoopsie and she was like she slept with more people than me and I was like I'm like 10 years older than you you twat (laughs) no but like I've just yeah I've had a lot of relationships and I just I like to be with one person I don't really like to be like I get confused I can't text or date I feel like that's quite American anyway like you know loads of people I like to just meet someone do I like them do I not and then you're, you're in a relationship, you know what's going on. Um, but I do think jumping from one to the other is definitely not a good idea. And I don't think it's it's helped me. Mm. Um, I don't think maybe I've gotten over each one. I definitely have learned a lot, but I feel like it's been this longer process. And I feel like I've sort of shot myself on the foot a little bit because mm. of having so many... Um, over the years I'm not really sure I'll let you know when I figure it out (laughs) so who would be a do you have a typical type of person that you would really love to meet I mean yeah but I feel like it's just like this long list of things and I feel like is it bad to have 
that long list because like I say I've realized what I want from being with people that maybe haven't treated me right or whatever but then I'm like oh but I don't want to be like too picky now and I definitely do believe that you can't really explain love Mm. you know I was with someone um recently and you know he was uh, a man you know he was like he was very independent was really successful like worked for himself and he had his head screwed on and I think that's what I was looking for at the time like I just wanted an, a man mm-hmm. you know I've been out with guys before that are just like a bit all over the place so I thought this was the right thing and you know we we got on and we liked to do the same things we wanted the same things um but there was there wasn't that like oh my god I'm so obsessed and in love with you kind of feel and that's not really something that you can Mm. plan or describe or Mm. you know and I think now it's almost like I don't really want to be thinking I want this this and this because I think um falling in love and hopefully the thing is to stay in love you need to have that excitement at the start and I know people say it doesn't last and I get that I'm not under any illusion that you could be smitten forever but you at least need to have it at the start you need mm. to have something that's yeah you not shouldn't really force it it should never be explainable and yeah, I think and that's yeah when you're trying to force it it's just not like having a tick list and stuff mm. like yeah you like I say yeah you could find a guy that's tall dark and handsome and you know um has a good job or has a nice family and nice friends but like if you're not like if there's something missing in here then you're screwed you may as well fall in love with someone who you know doesn't have the stuff on the on the checklist but they might grow to have that or you might work together or then you might not care mm, exactly and and then you don't actually I think when you really work on the self as well, like the self-love part, right? We hear about this a lot, self-love, but self-love actually is the best love. And I think sometimes we avoid because again, the programs, our programming is, and even when we're younger, we watch Disney films, right? The well, Disney this is, I think, my issue as well. You're waiting like, for someone to complete you. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with films. Like I honestly watch a film like every day, right? And I feel like I need to kind of stop doing it because maybe I'm, it's how I switch off and and it's nice to not be in reality, but I might be subconsciously Mm. telling myself these false things. I mean, I'm not sitting watching Cinderella, but you know, there is a lot of like love stories and things like that out there. And like earlier when you were talking about people just wanting this end result, a lot of sorry but girls oh you know I'm just gonna find a husband and then that's it and then I'm gonna stop working or or I want to like I've got a friend at the minute who I'm kind of like struggling with she sort of keeps saying that she wants to find a rich husband and it's really annoying me Mm. because I'm like how why do you deserve for someone to just take care of you you're not a child do you know what I mean like what are you going to add to the relationship why, how can you say that? Like that poor guy that might have money, but like what, you don't care about anything else? Like, yeah. I hate this sort of like, there's a lot of, in Dubai, there was a lot of like young mm. pretty girls that were literally just like gold diggers. And I'm like, what goes on in your brain to yeah, think and I, you yeah. deserve 
some easy life that's just going to backfire when you hit 40 and then they want a younger model. Like, I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, I think that a lot of the time it's so much more about the individual though. And I, I know I, when I work with people, um, it's that whole lack of self-love. You know, it's it's when we think so little of ourselves that we need to yeah. compromise our own happiness to have money or to... And, that will never, ever, they'll never feel, anyone doing that will never feel fully fulfilled and happy. Never. Never, because actually, as again, when we go back to watching films and they love stories and we will just find this man, then we'll be happy, they'll complete me. You're a whole person. Um, yeah. A lot of us don't want to go in and see the shadow parts of ourselves. A lot of us hold shame from things that we've done, things that we've said, things from our past. But until we go in there and clear that shit up, whether that's with healing um, internally, you know, and, and this doesn't mean that you need to go and see a therapist, right? It doesn't. We, we can actually do this ourselves. We can clear up our own shit. We can go in there and say, I actually hold a lot of shame because when we struggle to manifest anything, it's not about the person it's not about the person we're trying to attract. It's about us. It's internally something that we are not seeing because we don't want to see it in ourselves. Something that we need to go in and, and do some internal work on. And it's really beautiful when we do it, Laura, because when we go in and if someone like a, you know, like a, a good friend or a qualified coach or someone or a program or something that can help you go in and really work on the deep, deep inner work. As I said, the shadow parts of ourselves that we hold that shame around that we can clear up because we think, oh, I need to, I need to keep, I need to keep um, a hold of that or I need to hold a bit back. You know, when we're feeling that way, we never go into a relationship with our whole self because we're scared to show the full parts of ourselves, to expose the vulnerable parts of ourselves and to speak our truth because we think, oh, they might not want to hear that. They might not like that part of me. And when we go into anything, friendship, relationships, work, if we can't fully be ourselves, it's it's just crap. It's like toxic, it's isn't it? Toxic. And that's I truly believe that's why so many people struggle with relationships. And we look to the other person. I've shared this before on another episode. I used to have any relationship I was with, Laura. I would be with someone and they would like the fact that I was independent. I was brought up um, by a single mom. My sister and I were brought up to be very independent women. And my mom did an amazing job, but it was like, you don't need a man like to survive. And I never was ever thought I'm a man hater or anything, but my programs were very much like, I don't need you. I never said those words, but the energy that I gave off was, and I used to wonder why I would get in a relationship with someone, they would be all in, and then they would start to be really, you know, I would be them for a few years and they would start showing up as much. They wouldn't start maybe giving me what I needed emotionally. And um, so I would split up with them. And people used to laugh at me and say, oh God, there's another one bites the dust. She's dumped him. I'm like, yeah. So my coach, I had a coach and she said to me, you're, you're a um, frog farmer. You turn princes into frogs. I was like, no, that's not me. 
It's them. It's them. It's them. I'm a good person. I give. They're the ones that don't show up. So I just don't put up with their shit and I'll get rid of them. But actually it was me. I was actually, the way I was showing up was to those people that I don't need you because I had so much stuff inside me that I hadn't healed from, that I had these programs that I don't need a man. Men can't bring anything to my life. So I attracted them, but then I would end up, you know, splitting up with them. And I always blame them. So so that kind of resonates with me a little bit because, I mean, I wasn't brought up by a single mum, but I do feel like I've always wanted to be really independent. And I think when I was young, I had a relationship with a guy who was sort of like, he was a rugby player he was sort of famous his family had a lot of money and I never felt like good enough like I Mm. you know I lived in like a little I don't know semi-detached house like my mum dad worked really hard we went on one holiday a year to like Benidorm like we didn't go skiing Mm. do you know what I mean like it was just our lives and being brought up were quite different and I think he broke up with me and sort of went off with this like American like model girl and I just always felt like that because one of my first relationships definitely scarred me and I never felt good enough and since then I've really tried I have been very independent and just like I say when I talk about I'm obviously a bit passionate about people saying things like oh they want to find a rich man like that annoys me and I would never want someone to think that of me so I feel like I've had situations in relationships where you know I do hold I, I do have confidence and the guy will put me up on a pedestal, which is lovely. But then they've said things like, this guy said to me, I love you too much. It makes me feel out of control. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can give you like what you need and deserve. Like he didn't feel good enough for me and it made him feel shit about himself. Mm-hmm. And it was like this whole thing that we spoke about for ages. And it wasn't like a fob off. It was like how he genuinely felt. Mm-hmm. And then I had it again with this um, this other guy. And it was like, I just don't feel like I can fulfill you or make you happy as if maybe mm-hmm. like I wanted too much or they just couldn't step up and be this guy that I that. needed or something. And I was like, am I acting too like independent? Am I trying to be too strong? Because I think a lot of men they do want to be girls like knight in shining armors. Mm-hmm. Like they almost like do want to protect. Mm-hmm. And I just, I sort of like, just like to protect myself. And I probably mother and try and look after the guy too much. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe not the rules. I mean, there's no rules. I don't know, but it just made me think about that there when you said yeah, that. Yeah, there's definitely something, right? Because when you talked even about that guy that really hurt you, you know, the logic, the logical brain and the adult part of you will say, well, you know, lots of people get their heart broken when they're younger. It's not a big deal. But there will be something in there, Laura, that you haven't healed yet from. There'll be mm-hmm. something that you, yeah, it really hurt you at the time, but there will be something that triggers you in there around not being good enough. And a lot of how you show up in life will have come from a belief of, not being good enough you know when someone says oh you know I'm, I'm I'm a rugby player and I've got this and I've got that you're not on my level and we internally take a lot of that in we don't surface level show up that way but there will be a blueprint um that oh god actually this is all going to be taken away from me or I'm not good enough 
And that is definitely how what our core belief our, our core beliefs are. But that is our core beliefs. But what we can do is we can go in and actually shine light on it and let it go because energetically. I think that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to like make myself good enough, but maybe that's the issue, like with not feeling like ever fully content because like maybe I am actually waiting like what we said for a guy to be with to tell Mm -hmm. me actually yeah you are good enough and then I'll be Mm -hmm. happier content with that because like society says at a certain age you're supposed to be married with kids I mean I'm sure you see a lot of that like in the media it's constant there's a lot of questions I get asked or in interviews and stuff it's a bit like oh you know like why are you not had kids yet and why not married and I've got a a column that I do in the Daily Record and the Daily Star like every Saturday and I wrote something I think it was like last week just about people being a bit more mindful like and I know it doesn't come from a bad place maybe people are genuinely just interested or you know it's it's like talking about the weather isn't it sometimes Mm. people just ask like oh what's your guy chat and Mm. stuff but when people ask about kids for a woman of a certain age it can be like such a difficult topic because you never know what's going on they might be struggling again I've got another friend who's been married for years people constantly ask her and I think she probably is trying but she won't tell anyone Mm. because it might not be working out and then it's a constant reminder then isn't it when people would say a throwaway comment like oh why are you not having kids like Mm that person's left feeling so deflated um so it's like you just need to be sensitive and agreed agreed and that's it and uh, you know we I think people especially with yourself they think they've got the right to throw throw stuff at you you know oh well she's putting herself out there we're allowed to we're allowed to throw that stuff how do you become you know you mentioned about resilience right how do you become resilient enough to bat that off? Or is there coping mechanisms that you have that you can um, to, um, deal with that? I think, I, again, like when I said resilient, is literally like my favorite word because like a lot of my friends say to me all the time, like you're so resilient um, just from like loads of stuff that's happened over the years. But with regards to people kind of asking me things and interviews are being really personal, which happens all the time, um, I just usually say the truth because mm. sometimes the truth makes people feel really awkward, mm. which I don't mind. If someone's asking me you know, something that I awkward, feel awkward, yeah. then I'd rather throw it back at them. So I usually just say the truth. You know, if someone's like, oh, why are you not married or why do you not have kids? And I'd be like, well, I'd bloody love to, you know, like I'd I love know. to have a family. I'd love to have kids, but I don't have anyone yet to have that with. So, mm. you know... He's out out there, by the way. He's out there. And I want you, like, honestly, like, you've got so you've got such a big heart, right? Like I can feel it, even just sitting with you, right? Your energy, you've got a beautiful heart. And this whole thing, we talked a wee bit, we just touched a wee bit on self-love, right? There's so much in there. And when you talk to the beginning, like there's lots to be proud of, but deeply, deeply loving yourself. Like, as in, when we start to really love ourselves, even the parts of ourselves that we hold shame around and we hold darkness around our past, whatever it is, mistakes that we've made, because we're human, right? But forgiving ourselves and loving ourselves deeply, wholly, I 
I truly believe that is when we start to attract the right people in our lives, the right relationships, the ones that will not complete us, but complement us, the ones that will just add value. But being okay with or without that, but knowing that you're worthy, because there's something in there, not you know, not just yourself, Laura, but there's so many people that actually want it, but don't deeply feel like they're worthy of it. You know, because sometimes even that That's whole thing, sad, it, isn't it? it is sad, it is sad. And it's a lot of people um, talk about fear of failure, but a lot of people have fear of success. And sometimes the more successful, whatever that is, it's different things to different people. The more successful you are, the more unworthy you feel. Well, I can't have it all. I've got all this other stuff. So really, what if I do have the perfect relationship on top of this? What will people really start thinking about me how will I be treated and it's it's deeper than just the surface for sure and until we internally go in and do that inner work on ourselves and really deeply love ourselves from the inside out I don't think we can attract the right people into our lives and I think we're always going to be searching for something when all we need exists within us I, I honestly think when we're in a low vibration or we think we hold a lot of negativity towards ourselves, then that's the type of person that we will attract. We will attract. I think that comes with like friends and work and stuff as well. Because I had um so I, was, I had an agent for two years when I came off Love Island. And even though I got on with them as friends um, and I got work and stuff like that, there was something in me that was feeling like it wasn't right and it was like this gut feeling and, and I don't really know how to describe it but I feel like as soon as I changed agents and got the courage to do so I, I just feel like I've gotten to do things that I want to do mm. and it's just made me feel a lot better. What would you say for you is the best parts of being in the public eye? The best part? Mm. Um it was, you know, it was a really nice feeling coming off of Love Island and being accepted because, you know, it's, it's a big risk putting your personality and your thoughts, what you say in your heart out there to be judged. And obviously I'd never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, as I say, looks wise, people could say anything. A lot of people call me old and all these things. But um I really liked and still do and appreciate when people come up to me and say, oh, I liked you because of it. But most people say like the same thing. And to me, again, like that's what gave me like this confidence. So so the best thing is just feeling like part of my job is kind of like being being myself. And if that is accepted and liked, totally not by everyone, but by like, a bigger amount of people than I knew of before mm. it's actually really really nice I love that I think you feel good in an environment where you can be yourself and if you can find a job that kind of like links in with that quite well I think that's what makes you you know happy yeah, totally and what would you say then that's the best part what's the worst part of being in the public eye I mean, maybe the whole, like, not being able to switch off thing. Um, I 
don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Well, but then, or even the negatives, they do have positives because, as it get, you know, it does keep me busy. Um, and then even the pressures. I think the, the definitely the pressures with looks. Yeah. Like, and you know, it really got to me. Um, when I saw things about, well, I still get it all the time, like, oh, you look old. Because when I went on to Love Island, I was 29. Mm -hmm. And I, from a young age, did everything sort of the youngest. So I started cabin crew. I actually did my interview when I was 17 and I got it on my 18th birthday and you had to be 18. Passed my driving test when I was 17. You know, I used to do like dancing competitions and I was like, sort of got into the higher um, dance competition, but I was the youngest. And I don't know, just always the youngest at doing stuff. And in Dubai, my life, you know, over there, there was a lot of older people that were out clubbing. And, I, you know, I started Emirates when I was 21, which was the youngest age. So for me, I never had an issue with age. And I know a lot of people do, and I realise that now, but I didn't. So coming off the show, like, there's, there's been this, like, complex about my age and um mm. yeah to do with relationships and getting married but also to do with like looks yeah and it's just it's so you know everyone oh, it's gets older it's bullshit every, yeah like but God. everyone gets older yeah everyone's, I, I was I, all my friends have always been older so again Love Island I was surrounded by these people Obviously, they're all lovely. They didn't mean it, but they were younger than me and they genuinely thought that I was, like, so much older. And the things, you know, that they would say, um, like, I remember, I think I told Wes off because he did something that really pissed me off. And, like, whatever, I can say what I want. And I was, like, I'm just, like, disappointed, to be honest. And then someone was, like, oh, that's such a mum thing to say. And I was like, oh, shut up. Like, I would say it to anyone. And if mm -hmm. someone younger said it to him, they probably wouldn't have that, like, reaction. Wow. And it, bo it bothers me that it bothers me uh -huh. because I don't want to accept that growing older is a bad thing because I feel, and I think I look so much better than I did 10 years oh, God. ago. So I just think, like, it annoys me that it annoys me. And I yeah, just, you're like, why I does love, this bother me? Why is this bothering me? Why can I like, I don't want to succumb to like the ways of the social pressures and these views that people think. And recently I started to get into following JLo because mm -hmm. she obviously looks amazing. Oh, She's like, is she like 50? Yes, but Tess Daly is something like 53. Yeah, so I just, I just mean like, yeah, there's loads of women that look amazing, uh -huh. but J-Lo specifically is probably one of the only sort of women in the public eye that has done, like, acting, singing, yeah. dancing, got her own business, all these things. And I, and I watched a couple of, like, interviews, and she just really inspired me. And I've never really been into, like, being obsessed with any celeb, or even when I was young, like, I did, like, Spice Girls and all that, but I was never, like, ah! like, at mm -hmm. a concert, like, freaking out. And I've, you know, just never really had like this big, crazy obsession with the celebrity. But watching hers like inspired me recently, just on a sort of age and what you can achieve and just break those those barriers. And even I was gonna say to you, so today Barbara Windsor passed. I know, I saw that. And you know, she was like another 
prime example of a woman who was older but was so like full of life and had mm. so just you know like this zest and energy for life and you would just think oh I don't know what age she is because she's just like having fun all the time yeah. and, and I, I just wish that more of us women were able to feel like we could be like that and I think like that's what I want to be like I actually mm. want to be like a crazy granny on a Zimmer frame like driving about the streets like with purple hair and just like mm-hmm. loving, loving life. life and it's that self-acceptance for Laura and you can do all that and you will do that if you want it <laughs> If you want it, it's there, right? But you need to accept that actually you are, how old are you? 31. Oh my God. So I'm 40, right? I didn't discover what I wanted to do until I was 37. Yeah. So I and, and I think that's it. We try and, you know, oh, I've got to do this. Got, but actually what, what you're doing, you're 31, that to me, I think is young. Like well, I that's the thing. Like I used to, like, I don't think it's old, but. I, I feel myself because of the people that I've been around or the industry that I'm in that they've morphed me into having this complex about my age and that's what I mean I hate having to to feel this way because it isn't really who I am like and and I can't even say these things to my friends because they're older and they're like oh shut up <laughs> oh my god you know? I know and the thing is it feels real to you right now but I guess it's that whole acceptance of and I don't know do you ever do affirmations um not really is that like when you is that when you say you're grateful or something yeah yeah so yeah yeah both both right so it's building an affirmation around like something that you love about your age right and so we can talk offline about this right I'll give you some tips and stuff on how to do this (laughs) and it's almost these words the words come first right because and it's programming and rewiring the mind to to really start to believe because the mind believes anything you tell it if you tell it enough right that's the thing it's like multiple times over and over again and this is the issue obviously with social media and press and stuff you read and see these things or images that you do yeah start start to believe it and that's one thing that I wish I could go back to was almost like my life a little bit before the madness and that was feeling like I was kind of I had this like weird invincible feeling that I was just like really young and everything would be okay and stuff like that and now I'm a bit like oh get a bit like scared like oh what if this doesn't happen and And you know what yeah and we want to get you to a place right where you know it'll be okay and there's loads of tips and and stuff that I can give you to work on with that because 31 it, like 31's young right and um, 21's young to um like a 30 year old you know 31's young to me I'm 40 right to a 60 year old I'm really young and it's just yeah it's, it's, it's the perception uh-huh. who you and that's the thing because I have never really surrounded myself with younger people and I do feel like this I don't even know what you call this industry that I'm in, but it's like mm-hmm. sometimes can be for younger people. So right now I'm really trying to choose jobs and create a work life that suit my age Your or niche. what I'm interested yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is kind of going the right way and I'm enjoying so things weird. a bit more. But I think the easy route when you come off a show like Love Island is 
more for a younger yeah. generation just yeah. to sort of do like a, a clothing no don't mm-hmm. even know like I like clothes and stuff but like wearing other people's things instead yeah. of maybe starting your own brand or something like with a little bit more depth like this is why I'm totally. really enjoying at the minute like having like chats working for charities because it just really stimulates me yeah and that actually leads me on to my next thing I was going to ask you about moving obviously into 2021 what is your what would be the big goals and the big plans for you like what would you not what you think you should say right what would you really deeply love to do and love to build for yourself in 2021 what would be like oh my god that would I mean be I literally write about 20 lists a day and I have all these like vision boards and stuff that I have like yeah I've read the secret obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> as well like I did a new one yesterday I was talking to my agent about it but for me I would love to be a loose woman oh I know like I um never really thought my voice or anything like that I never thought I'd be good at tv I never thought I'd be good on radio but doing like live tv and um I've like co-hosted a couple of times on radio and even just like because I've got my own podcast as well just talking is something that I enjoy mm. you know so for me I've always been obsessed with loose women like I've met them all mm. I think they're all lovely and I would you know I watch it and sometimes in my head have my opinion like when I'm watching them and like my group chat with my mates when we were all we're not really all in Dubai anymore but we still have it it was called Dubai's ITV's Loose Women Mm -hmm. because we were just like this group of females that had massive opinions on things and would sometimes have debates you know Mm -hmm. and keep each other up to date what was going on in whatever country we were in and it's just something that's always been quite felt quite natural and close to my heart so definitely that has always been like an end goal amazing but listen thank you thank you so much for your time thank you for coming on for your honesty felt like I was chatting to my friend it's awesome oh thank you I was I felt like I didn't really know what you were looking for in the podcast like for me to say and then I was like kept going on I was like god this sounds like you're giving me therapy I hope people aren't bored listen not at all most things that people go through like are very relatable like we all basically go through this the same thing do not think totally oh my god we're all connected and people resonate and when I when I'm my my truest most authentic self that's when people like it people are like oh it's, it's relatable you know people will look and see oh there's someone that does like coaching and therapy and things and oh they're not like me they don't get it and I've I've been through stuff myself so and I've done the inner work so because of that I can take clients deep like really deep into and to do that inner work like we don't need to be prisoners to our thoughts 